You're listening to the We're All Right podcast, hosted by Brandon Erseg. Hello, everyone. If you told me I'd be recording an episode with this person as early as episode number seven, I probably would have laughed. But after an aggressive and persistent campaign, which included a lot of self-advertising and displays of bewilderment at not having been asked already, he has managed to get himself on the pod. Um, he's not, and I'm, not, I'm sure he wouldn't disagree or be offended by this, the most household name in the competition, um, although he's carving out a nice niche and making a name for himself in a particular area when it comes to his footy. Um, so you'll be hearing more of him um, on a footy front as he's still very early into his career. He is someone, though, that I know will be very interesting to talk to, um, which is why I did have him on my list. He's just found a way, as he does, to nudge himself up the pecking order. Um, officially, he's played 31 league games after two years and 34 games in the Colts. Maybe a little bit of Colts in the third year, but not much, with a bit of reserves footy mixed in. He's one of the more intriguing people I know with an interesting contrast in that he's a deep thinker off-field but plays the opposite on-field, full throttle and harder than a cat's head. Um, I have none other than Sebastian Bright with me. Sevy, how are you? Yeah, really good. Thanks, uh, Brendan. It's uh, a pleasure to finally be here um, after my ruthless self-promotion. But um, yeah, I've been really uh, looking forward to the opportunity. Oh, I'm expecting big things. Um, we are recording this in between Peel Thunder game on the weekend and the Claremont game coming up. Um, you unfortunately did your hammy in what was a day of carnage for the league side. Um, how's it feeling and how are you feeling? Yeah, it was, uh, it was a bit of a miserable day. Um, all around, like the weather was terrible. Um, I know myself and, and Jonah were, were pretty crook on the day and um, to go down to Peel and, and be beaten so convincingly as well as um, picking up an injury was just, um, yeah, the, the cherry on top yep. in, in a bad way. Yep. But, yeah, it's, um, it's pretty sore still um, and, yeah, look, I think I've got a bit of a long road to recovery ahead so I'm just looking forward to, yeah, starting. Um, you mentioned to me... Uh, on the day that was the first soft tissue injury you've ever had as well so a bit of a new experience for you (laughs) yeah um i've been very like fortunate with the injuries i have had um there have been none that have yeah really knocked me out for that long so um it's kind of a a new experience and yeah it's it's going to be an interesting an interesting couple of months i think Mm. yeah hopefully you're diligent with your rehab we're (laughs) discussing this off um off air um earlier as, uh, as diligent as you are persistent with um, annoying Belinda at the moment, <laughs> I think, yeah. Fair enough, I'll cop that. Um, all right, so Swan District's podcast. Um, first up, as every guest has been asked, how did you become a part of the club or where did your journey at the club start or originate from? Yeah, so um, I started off playing footy. Um, I grew up actually out near Northern in, uh, in a place called Clackline. Um, and I played all my junior footy at um, the Wandawi Warriors out there, which was uh, an interesting um, an interesting place to play footy. I think my first coach, um, he went to jail for breaking into his grandma's house. Wow. Yeah, so it was a bit of a, um, bit of a rough place, but um, moved down to Chidlow and then uh, eventually Hills Rangers and um, kind of got swept up in the development squads at Swans and I've I've been here ever since. Yeah, yeah, okay. So what that would have been, so sort of traditional path in terms of Swans development squads, etc. So what that would have been, 14 maybe, 13, 14? Yeah, I think I might have missed the first year. I wasn't picked. Um, 
And then the the subsequent years I played um, 16s and then moved up into Colts straight away. And, yeah, Resi's league, kind of the traditional path, yeah, yeah. pretty much. Yeah. Um, and that, just quickly, we won't talk about it too much, the coach. <laughs> yeah. Was that mid-season? This was like two games in. You're right. Um, and I remember so distinctly because dad had to take over as coach. Ah, okay. Yeah, so um, he was a young guy and I can't remember how I found out as a kid that age as well. I would have only been uh, eight or nine at the time. But, yeah, it, it's something that um, sticks with me very vividly. Yeah. yeah. So um, born in Northern? Uh, I was born in Subi but grew up. Oh, yeah. Yeah, um, yeah right. In Clackline, mum and dad bought um, a block out there, yeah, and um, yeah, had me and my sister out there, and yeah, that yeah. was pretty much where we were until we came down for high school. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and Chidlow, you mentioned Chidlow, played footy at Chidlow. Your yeah. junior club though is High Wycombe. Yeah, so that's actually an interesting story. I've um, I've never played a game of football for uh, High Wycombe. I was going to say it explains a lot, but clearly it doesn't because <laughs> you haven't played for them. Well, um, it's not quite. Um, I'd like to think I'm not quite the same caliber as um, blokes like Mitch Bain, who are um, High Wycombe alumni. So, yeah. yeah um, funny that I uh, I was actually playing at Hills Rangers, and the year I kind of came down to do 16s, I thought I was going to go back and play for High Wycombe, um, and it just worked out that I ended up playing Colts for the whole year. Yeah, um, which was a much better um, outcome. Yeah, absolutely. But, yeah, the, the funny thing is if you look at a footy record now, I'm I'm listed as uh, high wicked football. Yeah, you are. Yeah. Yeah. Which I've never played a game, so yeah, it's right. yeah. Um Hills Rangers, same league though, as High Wickham, et cetera. So I played um junior footy in the same comp. Uh Upper Swan. Oh I geez, some people aren't gonna like hearing this, but I played a little bit of footy at Upper Swan but then went to the great club Bassendine. Um, but um, we'll leave that for it. We'll park that for another day. Um, who was like? How were the Hills Rangers when you were growing up? Like, who were the powerhouses of the comp at the time? I think it was it was definitely High Wycombe there for a couple of years. Um, they had some really good players. Mitch back then was was a great player. Mitch Bain. Yeah, um, surprised you speaking that highly of him this early. <laughs> yeah, well, look, it, it might degradate as the podcast goes on, <laughs> tell you that much. Um, but they had, yeah, they had some really good players. Um, Max Bradley, who was down at Swans for a while, Casey Vandersloots, um, those kind of guys. And we, we were always kind of up there, but we were a really new club. Yeah. Um, we'd only been, been in the league for a couple of years. So I think we made it to a couple of grand finals and, and lost them all. But, um, yeah, it was always kind of Mazenod and, um, and High Wycombe. Yeah, right. Were the, were the ones. Yeah, Justin okay. Dame were terrible. And so were Upper Swan. Oh, well, well, yeah. well, one of my three flags there, so that's okay. <laughs> <laughs> that's three more than I have. Um, and any other – so growing up, was footy the number one sport? Were you a bit footy obsessed or did you get into it later in the piece? Nah, so my old man um, is, is like a mad mad football fan. Yeah. Um, and, yeah, like when, when he used to get home from work um, and I'd be like five or six, he'd just he'd kick the footy for – a couple of hours in the afternoon, um, which was great. And then I didn't really do summer sports because um, there wasn't there wasn't much up there when uh, I was out in Clackline. But when we moved down here, it kind of became um, basketball as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But mainly footy. Footy was the um, was the first first love, first passion. Yeah, okay. Yeah. So if there was another sport, you'd fancy yourself and you'd be picking basketball. Oh, I definitely wasn't a coordinated basketballer. <laughs> I play my basketball like I play my footy, which um, 
as you've known, probably doesn't work right. out too well. Mate, no, 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 don't sell yourself short. Oh, I, I would foul out most of the time. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, that doesn't surprise me. Yeah, <laughs> sorry, I wasn't thinking on those lines, but that does not surprise me at yeah, all. It was um, usually like a, a third quarter foul out. Yeah. yeah. Oh, well, at least you're bringing some aggression to the game. It was for real, the team. Um, real Dylan Brooks drama. Yeah, kind oh, of play. Throwing some shots yeah. early. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Interesting what's going to happen with him, but. That's another conversation. Yeah, Shanghai Sharks. Yeah, well, that's what they're saying. But he made second team, um, all def- second all defensive team. He's a great defender, but um, yeah, surely that keeps you in the NBA, though. Yeah, I heard rumblings that the, the Heat might sign him over the off season. But be interesting. Yeah, not sure they need someone who doesn't shoot that well. But yeah, <laughs> anyway. Um, so yeah, you played development squads, traditional path. Um, he, what? So in those development squads, if you remember, how did you fare? Were you one of the better players on the team, or where were you at? Do you think, I think coming it, through those in the 16s, it it's so hard to remember. Um, like those kind of years, 16s and Colts. Mate, you're only 20. You're 21. Yeah, I know. Yeah, oh, come on. <laughs> 22 in a couple of weeks. Yeah, we, yeah. if anyone's going to struggle to remember that, mate, it'll be me. Anyway, <laughs> they, all, they all kind of merge into one. But I think in 16s, I, I must have done okay because I ended up playing Colts for the rest of the year. Um, and that was under uh, X, Xavier Ellis. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and he, he was a good coach. But um, yeah, I was kind of still trying to find my feet then. I know I was playing like as, a, as a small forward. Um, and that's a pretty like stingy place to, to play your footy. Yeah. yeah. Um, but it was. Yeah, really a nice experience for me to be one of the younger ones to come in through the 16s and um, be able to play like a, a year season of Colts to kind of find my feet yeah. at the level, yeah. So was that the – because I was having a bit of a look and obviously was going to speak about Colts, but you, there was the year 2017 you played 12 Colts games. Was yeah. it that year? It was that year, yeah. So you yeah. basically just came into the Colts side after doing – After 16s, I think yeah, it was, right. yeah. I think it was um, me and Matt Brock someone like that um, and a few of the other guys went off to state um, and we kind of missed out and came in and just played Colts instead which was for me more enjoyable I think yeah, yeah. did you play the whole like the rest of the year in Colts because I reckon having a look your first game was round six and then yeah. it looked like you might have been in and out a little bit I think so was yeah. that injury or form probably form yeah if I'm being honest yeah. yeah if I'm being brutally honest it would it would be form yeah yeah um and I think I broke my finger at the end of the year. Okay. So that, yeah. yeah. Might have been a good learning curve at the same time too. Yeah, it definitely was a step up. Yeah. 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 So what was the experience of playing Colts footy like as well? Like obviously um, at Swans, Colts is sort of the first level where you're talking about like a, a proper season because development yeah. squads are only like your sort of like two-week carnivals or maybe – whatever multiple weeks but it's obviously a step up from development squads is that how you found it as well oh 100 percent, and especially you kind of come out of um like playing junior footy just before that um and you're kind of the best player on your team you come into to a cult side and everyone's the best player from their respective teams yeah so it certainly like takes a bit of time to find your feet um find your niche and and yeah kind of prove to yourself that you can actually play at that level mm. yeah um, and especially as a young like kid too, it's it's hard. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it, it's always enjoyable. I've I've always enjoyed my time down at Swans. Yeah. Were there a lot of sixteen-year-olds getting around then? Because I don't know, I, landscape seems to have changed a bit in yeah. regards to Colts footy. Because I remember when I started, there were sixteen-year-olds playing Colts were few and far in between. Were pretty rare actually, and it was there were a lot of eighteen-year-olds playing. Yeah, I think when I was my first year, it was still a bit like that. But um, 
I know a few of the guys who are down here now um, would have played that year as well, like as 16-year-olds. Same age as you. Yeah. yeah. But I, I kind of – I look at a cult side now and um, there's guys out there who are like 16, 17. Yeah, I know. And they're huge. Though. That's the other yeah, thing. Yeah, like, true. I look at them and I'm like, my God, these guys are bigger than me now. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's a scary thought. I think times are definitely changing. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. Um, that year as well, tw- the, the 2017, um, the side went out in straight sets, it looked like, in the finals. You played in the um, first final. It was What was that like? Obviously not great with the result. But uh, did we play? Was it East Perth? Yeah, or? I think East yeah. – maybe was it It was either East Perth and Claremont or the other way around, Claremont yeah. and East Perth. But I think you only played in the first final. I think so. I think I got dropped for the second one. Again, yeah. mate, it was adverse facing adversity. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Did um, it feel like a different playing in a final, even though we're still talking oh, about Colts level? I think, yeah, finals footy at, at any level is is a different beast. Yeah, it's so much more intense. Um, you actually sometimes during the season it can get a bit monotonous. You know, it's a week to week thing, but when you make it to the finals, you're actually playing for something. Yeah. Um, and you, you definitely get that feeling being out there. Mm. Yeah. Mm. So no, it was definitely another another step up. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then obviously we get to the end of 2017 um, and 2018 you played 22 games of Colts. You've already answered the question a little bit because you said you played a bit of development and came in. But do you think that at the end of 2017 um, like you had any realisations in terms of needing to put the work in um, or was it more just a natural progression of having – another year maybe doing a pre-season and growing some more confidence yeah definitely um getting a full pre-season under your belt helps so much yeah yeah it does because it's it's so much more professional um compared to you know just rocking up to, to junior training and, yeah, yeah. and having a kick with your mates um it's actually serious and then that like that progression you get with being coached as well mm-hmm. yeah by by people who know what they're talking about yeah was there a change of coach um uh, was was Ariel still was, the coach or was yeah. it he's done after so that? i think zave went and picked up his radio gig yeah well, he kind of had his radio gig halfway through our cults year and he would kind of drop in and out like he'd have um like a, a tv appearance or something and he kind of wouldn't make it to training yeah. for the week obviously one was paying yeah much better than the other yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um but he was good when he was there um, and then I think we switched over to um, Greg Harding, who I yeah I have a, a real soft spot for Stiff. Yeah, yeah he was a great coach, um, yeah. and still still involved in the club heavily. Yeah, back back coaching. Yeah, back he coaching is coaching the, the reserves. Triumphant return. Yeah, triumphant. And he's four and one as well. He's I, he's coached me in the Colts too, so it makes did two he coach of us. You yeah, too? yeah, he coached. Yeah, he did. He coached all. Oh no, sorry, not all of it, but yeah, he did when I. When I started, yeah. Yeah, right. Yeah. He's been <laughs> yeah. around a long time. Yeah, yeah. Been being good at what he does, yeah. Yeah, he he's good fun as well. Absolutely. I think that's the best thing about Greg. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so, yeah, 2018, before we talk any more about it, I just have to point out you played 22 games. That's great. Happy for you. Consistently played Colts footy. You kicked five goals, 12 for the year. What What's <laughs> going on there? Um, as, as those who know me well, my, my kicking is not um, necessarily my strongest suit. But you got a lot yeah. more to aim for I in between the sticks than you do aiming <laughs> for a person. I think the stat you should have checked for um, 2018 was the tackles for the year. Uh, nah. Yeah. That, so the, I didn't go deep enough into analysis, but I got the goals and the behinds. I didn't get the tackles. I think it was, um, it was 155. <laughs> <laughs> oh, <so>. Jesus. <laughs> oh, no. 
Jeez, that, uh, you were trying to tell me you couldn't remember your development squad, I, but jeez, de- you rattled that stat off pretty I definitely re- remember the tackling. Was Jared Cameron playing in your team? He definitely was, So yeah. who was a better tackler? Oh, mate, 100%. Really? Yeah. Because I, I, I rate him as a tackler. I don't... I, he yeah, learned everything he I don't want to blow too much smoke up his ass, but I rate him as a tackler. And you, re- you reckon you're better? Yeah, he's the student on the master. Yeah, gee, there you yeah. go. There you go. Okay, so you're just dismissing the goals and the behinds um, yeah. with the tackles. I, like, I don't mind I like the to, ca- um, I don't mind countering like that. I like to focus on the positives. Yeah. Oh, 100. Yeah. Hey, actually, that's what we should all leave <laughs> out. But um, yeah, obviously you had a, obviously a good year playing all those games, grand final that year. We talked about yeah. finals in 2017. Made a grand final that year. Uh, probably tough for you to relive, but. Losing by yeah, losing by two points is is pretty tough to take. It's uh, it's a tough one. But what was that experience like? Optus Stadium too, because that yeah. was the first year Optus Stadium was out. T- talk us through what that that sort of experience was like. Oh, that was um, that's a memory that'll that'll stay with me for for a very long time. Um, yeah, being able to play in a grand final at, at any level is is special. But um, at waffle level, even if it is Colts or reserves or or league, um. It's something else, yeah. Hundred percent. And to to fall short that close was, um, yeah, it was a pretty hard, pretty hard pill to swallow yeah. at the time. Yeah. Um, do you have any like uh, moments that you remember from the day in particular, or? Yeah, I I remember the whole last quarter distinctly, and I, I remember um, we were down we were down by two, and we kind of we got a clearance. Um, and it was about to get kicked in and someone from Subi just like laid this like beautiful um, smother on the ball and it got tied up and that was pretty much the game. Mm. And I remember standing in the forward line watching the smother from about 60 metres away and just kind of knowing then that kind of wasn't our day and that, that was it. Yeah. yeah. It was a pretty, yeah, pretty bitter pill. Oh, yeah. yeah. I, I got more detail out of you than I did out of um, Denver, mm. but maybe that's because you had a better day than him. Um, judging myself, sorry, Demo, if you listen to this, but I think you, you didn't have a great day up forward. Yeah. You had 17, so you can probably hang your hat on that. I didn't, I um, I went missing in the last quarter. I didn't, Did you? I didn't have mm. a touch, yeah. Mm. So, um, yeah, I was, I was playing what I thought was a good game, and then just the last quarter they ran over the top of us, yeah, yeah. right. Um, what was Optus Stadium like? Oh, it's it's a special venue to play on, yeah. It, it felt, um, it felt massive running around out there. I don't know if it was just because of like the stands around it, but the ground felt huge and, and so wide too. Yeah. yeah. It's not like any waffle ground I've played on. Yeah. I'm guessing yeah. the surface might've been a, a tad better than um, oh. Steel Blue. Steel Blue is, um, is a notoriously bad, bad <laughs> Yeah. So it's not, it's not hard to be, um, to be better than yeah. Steel Blue, but yeah, that was, um, it was something else. Yeah. yeah. Um, and did you take anything out of that day in terms of like learning from the experience at all? Because they do say that you learn more from your losses than your wins, even though they're pretty hard to take. Yeah, I think just um, at the time, I don't, I don't think I really appreciated how rare it is to play in a grand final like that. Uh, I think now that I look back on it, it's you know I haven't played in a winning final since. Um, you kind of go, wow, that was like something really special yeah. that I was a part of. Yeah, I mean it would be better if I won, but um, you don't. But you kind of. You put it back into perspective and you go, how many people actually get to do that, get to play at that level in, in that like situation, that game? Yeah, yeah 100%. Um, so 
moving on from 2018, you would have still been able to play Colts the next year. Did you do a senior pre-season or leading into 2019 or did you do a Colts or a bit of both? Or? I think I did mainly Colts and, and yeah. trained with the senior squad a little bit okay. um, towards the end of the pre-season, but yeah. it wasn't much, no. Yeah. yeah. Um, because in 2019, you obviously ended up making your league debut in round 13 um, played five straight league games after a couple of games in the reserves beforehand. First game was against East Perth at Still Blue. Um, yeah. Tell us what that day was like because it's not one that you generally forget. No, I don't think you ever um, forget your league debut. Um, that was It was really special. I, I didn't actually expect to play any league footy at all that year. Um, I'd kind of – I'd done the state program over the summer um, and then – played the first few rounds of Colts and they announced the state squad and, and I wasn't in it. And I remember at the time not being disappointed. And I think that for me was like a big turning point because then I, I just learned to enjoy my footy so much more, yeah. like regardless of where I was playing. Um, so the rest of the year was just a bit of, I was just having fun playing footy. Hmm. Um, and then to go up and play a few reserves games is definitely a step up. And I enjoyed that too. And I remember Pickers came in on a Thursday night and I was just kind of hanging around the rooms and he's like, oh, you're playing this week. And I, I didn't believe him. I was like, no, no, I'm not. Like, it's not happening. He's like, no, no, we're playing you. Like, yeah, you're going to play. And it was just, yeah, I remember calling mum straight away and calling dad and, yeah. and telling him, yeah. And yeah, a special, very special experience. Yeah. yeah. Um, did you like, you must have had maybe some sort of inkling that you'd be a chance given that you played two reserves games before. Like, because it, what was your th thinking around you're playing Colts and then all of a sudden you've been shifted up into the reserves team? Did you get – was there much communicated to you in that regard or did you think anything of that or did you just think they were giving you a go at reserves footy? Yeah, I think they were just um, – because it was me and Cade Waldrop and maybe a couple of others that moved up and played a bit of reserves footy and I think they were pretty short at the time so I, I kind of just thought we were going up to kind of fill numbers and, you know, um, make a team maybe – know see how we go at the level um but i never was expecting to to play any league footy yeah that okay year, that's it, for sure because if you did a bit of the state program in the summer like yeah. you must have been going sort of okay so you must have had a little bit of belief and confidence about your game i think it's a credit to you just touching on it quickly that the fact that you didn't get picked and your response was to probably enjoy your footy a bit more i think there's a lot of guys who and myself included who have gone the other way yeah. where the pressure the internal pressure builds a lot after not making something like that or not having the best reactions. I think there's a credit to you that you actually probably responded in a more positive way to it. Yeah, I don't think I actually um, enjoyed any of the state stuff I did. <laughs> yeah, so like even the the summer thing um, that I did over that um, would have been the end of 2018 into like yeah. early. And, yeah, and why do you reckon that was? Like, did you just was out there, of my comfort zone? I think. Yeah, but yeah. did you feel like you not didn't belong or something like that, or just a little bit? I think. Yeah, I just I'm a very um, companionable person, and I didn't really know anyone. Um, the only guys down from Swans would have been, I think, Cade was down there, um, maybe Gas and, and Jake Bassini. Yeah. Um, and yeah, just I don't know. I didn't really respond too well to that environment. I didn't enjoy it, and when I found out that like I didn't make the squad up wasn't yeah wasn't upset yeah. yeah i was quite um 
quite nonchalant about it. Yeah, mm. didn't didn't bother me too much. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Um, I I actually do remember the ga- your first game. Um, obviously I wasn't playing that year. No. Um, with the back, but I do remember you. I didn't know a whole lot about you. Um, <laughs> but I remember you having a red hot crack that day. Like it was noticeable, and just thought, yeah, this this kid's got something. Yeah, he got something in him. Like I. I remember a couple of contests where you absolutely, for a skinny kid, played his <laughs> first league game, had an absolute crack. And that's what we loved. Though. I would have been, oh, 65 kilos ringing wet. And yeah, I, I was I was tiny. Um, yeah, and it was just, it was a good experience to be out there, but um, you could tell they were in, in a different league. Yeah. yeah like you're, you're a boy playing against men um, and it certainly took a bit of, bit of time to get used and to. And did you give any lip that game? No, definitely not. Uh, I, I wouldn't have said a peep. Okay, no, wouldn't have surpri- wouldn't have put it past you, but see, I don't know, I don't know where that reputation's come from. <laughs> I don't think of myself as a as a particular maybe it's just, person. Maybe it's just the actions, the way you go <laughs> about it. It just makes people think that think that. But yeah, anyway. Um, so yeah, you. I think you played five straight league games, and then you must have gone back to Colts. Yeah, um, at the like to to round off twenty nineteen. I think the last game I played was leg was against South Freo, yeah, um, and then dropped back down to Colts because it got towards finals, yeah, um, and I I don't think we did very well in finals that year. I think yeah. we might have gone out in straight sets or something like that. Yeah, yeah we we didn't we didn't really live up to what we thought we were gonna do. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but that was that was the year when I started making like really good friendships at footy. Yeah, really enjoying at the club. Yeah, yeah, being around the club and and around the boys that that I was playing with. Yeah. yeah. Um, and in like in that five game stretch, it would have been tough because the league side were pretty average that year, finished bottom of the ladder. But did you um, did you like get comfortable at the level at all? Do you reckon in that five game stretch, or do you think it was just like you were happy to be happy to be there? I suppose and and probably f- didn't really finish off feeling quite comfortable, but yeah. were just happy to have played some league footy. I think I had like one game where I was like, yeah. This I'm playing well at level. Yeah, okay. Um, and then kind of the next week you have like five touches and it kind of brings you back down to earth. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think for me, league football has kind of been like that the entire time. Mm-hmm. You know, like you, you have a real cracking game and then, you know, maybe two weeks later you, you have a shocker. Yeah. Um, and I think just coming to like grips with that was um, – took me a long time. So I definitely wasn't comfortable Yeah. Mm-hmm. For over that five-game stretch and I probably wasn't comfortable until maybe a year ago I'd say. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, yeah, I think it's one of those things as well that comes with a bit of experience in terms of consistency, but I think also probably realise or probably changing your perspective of how you measure what's uh, necessarily like a good game or not as well. Oh. I think that probably changes a fair bit from when you're younger because yeah, we, we all know that the focus a lot of the time when you're young is purely on how many times you get the footy, but things I think change a lot, but that obviously comes with experience of playing a bit too. Yeah, 100%. Um, you know, coming out of Colts, we were all focused on, you know, stats, racking up the ball. That was um, that was how you, like, measured whether you played well or not. Um, and then coming into a league environment, yeah, you learn that you're far from the best player on the team. Yeah. Um, you got to play a role. Mm-hmm. And I think that's that's one of the things that took me time to learn was that I'm not going out there to have 30 and kick two. Not that I did that very often at all. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, yeah, yeah, just just finding your own niche in the team is is um is what i've learned is is the way to enjoy footy yeah yeah yeah. um so yeah 2019 would have finished and you would have been um 
straight you would have been into a league preseason by then well and truly um i, um, I actually i skipped that preseason i went you? to i went to europe for two months oh wow yeah so i remember um having my exit meeting with pickers and smarty um and them sitting me down and saying yeah we're gonna get a a big pre-season into you, like you put some size on, you know, it'll be ready to go for round one. And I kind of went, oh, um, I'm actually going to go to Europe for two months. At least you're up front about yeah. it. Yeah, and because I can still remember like the shock on his face um, and he's like, oh, well, you're going to drop right back in the order then. And I like, at the time I was like, oh, I'm okay with that. Yeah, mm. and I, I did drop right back. Um, but I think, yeah, it took me probably a month or two to catch up when I got back. Yeah, definitely. I, I would probably guess that in hindsight you're happy with this, the decision, particularly what eventuated with COVID. Yeah, oh, well, I think I got back um, like um, three weeks before um, COVID kind of hit. So it was going around when we were over there. Mm. Um, but we we got back just in time. Yeah, Didn't bring it back with you? No, no. I wasn't, <laughs> Not I wasn't you know. patient zero. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> But yeah, so obviously that year was a strange old year, footy wise. Um, what what did like what was your take on that that year? Because to talk to a couple of different guys about it, and everyone sort of got a different experience with it of yeah. COVID and COVID related to footy and that kind of thing. I think um, at the end of the day, it probably worked out in my favour because it would have taken me longer to get back into um, a league spot if the season had just been normal. Yeah. Um, because we didn't play games for how long? Like yeah, I think we didn't something. play until June. Yeah, so um, officially the season. Yeah, you kind of I had all that time to to work um, and and get fit, get back to the level. Um, and even when we got back, it was still um, so different to to any footy that oh, we played yeah. for. Yeah, so split, it probably it probably split, worked in my favour. Yeah, yeah, splitting up into groups, obviously for training and. Yeah. Um, shorter quarters and the rest of it, but yeah, it's funny because um, Lockie Riley, when he was on, he um, he didn't like it, didn't think it worked in his favour. But and obviously, you've got the opposite experience of it probably yeah. worked, and I'm in the same boat as you. It worked in in my favour as well. Yeah. Um, but yeah, you you mentioned that you probably started feeling more comfortable um, uh, last year. In yeah. terms of league footy, that probably reflects because that 2020, that COVID year, you played two league games and five reserves. There's only eight games. And then 2021, you played six reserves and six leagues. So you obviously missed a few. You had some sort of injury, didn't you, in 2021? Yeah, I think um, – so I played – I was playing probably three or four league games in a row. Um, and I kind of started playing the role that I'm playing now, like a small defender um, who kind of got a job every week. And yeah. I was really enjoying it um, and it was against South Frio here um, and a ball kind of got – a high ball got kicked in um, and I was on my player and I kind of went to go back to um, take the mark and <laughs> Tony Knott, um, legend of the club, a great, <laughs> great guy, came flying across. Like you, as a young kid, you, you, don't, you don't know at the time. Like you never go for a mark when Tony's in the vicinity. Yeah. Um, Tony came across and I copped a knee kind of um, in the back um, and I ended up with uh, a lacerated kidney. I remember this now, yeah. Yeah, and a couple of uh, fractured vertebrae. You're yeah. not in a good way. No, no, no. not at the time. I no. don't think I um, I realised the seriousness of the injury either because I kind of felt fine within a week or two. Yeah. Um, but I had to spend, yeah, three months no contact. Yeah, yeah. that's that would have been tough. 
Yeah. No doubt. Not a hamstring, but yeah, definitely a different kind of injury. Yeah, well, it's um, it was tough because I, I felt like I was starting to kind of find my fate at a leg level too. Yeah. Um, and then, yeah, to be kind of struck down with something where it's not an injury you necessarily see or feel. Yeah. was um, certainly, yeah, a different experience. Yeah. yeah. Um, and do you reckon, like, obviously finding your feet at the level was sort of um, eventually shifting into that role of playing a small defender? And to add to that, um, where did you play most of your footy at Colts and junior level prior to probably playing a bit of that? Yeah, so I played all, all through junior footy. I played through the midfield um, and through the Colts I played primarily midfield as well. Yeah. Um, 2018, 2019. Um, but, yeah, I, I never really thought of myself as, as a defender. Yeah, I was um, going to ask if you were resistant to it or not. Yeah, but when Pickers kind of um, – he earmarked me for a couple of roles. I think the first big one was um, Keegan Knott, who I, I had to play on. Um, and I, I kind of have always competed really, really hard for the ball. Um, so, for me, it was just kind of a natural thing to – stop someone else getting the ball yeah yeah so and then it just kind of it clicked yeah that was that was the niche where i um i probably had some deficiencies in some of my skills and that kind of minimized you know those those deficiencies where i was getting getting dropped for you know skill execution and stuff like that it was um it was a bit of a yeah a balm for for that kind of stuff yeah yeah, yeah. so you had that um pretty bad injury in 2021 yeah. but no doubt you would have come back from that um raring to go and sort of probably looking at trying to make yourself a regular yeah. league player and I think sort of last year 2022 you sort of did that um because all of your games were league games yeah I, I last was, year you, only, you played yeah. 14 so you've missed a few again but yeah. um all of your games were league games so I'm guessing by then you felt comfortable you felt comfortable by, by last year I don't know if I did because I was playing a lot of um forward as well last mm. year and um it's i believe that like small forward is is the hardest position on the ground to play it is is such a difficult um spot to be you know like no one's kicking to you you kind of got to find your own ball um you know you might have like 10 touches a game and, and a goal but yeah that was that was a tough kind of yeah year to play small forward um and i think i got suspended in there as well yeah i think yeah. that's why you missed i did yeah i, I missed um i got suspended against Subi and I think that was the only one. Yeah. I think, yeah. Yeah. Um, and then I broke a finger towards the end of the year as well. How did you do that? Did you get caught, caught in a jumper? Yeah, it was against Claremont here. And I remember it, was, it being something weird. Oh, no, maybe it was against West Coast here. Yeah. Um, and it was like a wet, miserable day um, and I just tackled someone and it got caught and at the time I thought it was dislocated because it was so out of place but um, it was actually pretty busted up. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, I do remember that um, one highlight from you playing forward was when we played in um, Kalgoorlie and you took a mark that you're fairly happy with and threw an aeroplane celebration out too. So, I mean, it diff might be difficult playing small forward, but you seemed like you fit in into the into the forward role pretty well. I definitely um, enjoyed that. I remember um, out of character a bit, maybe. Yeah, it was, it was very <laughs> out of character. Um, it was a TV game that game yeah, too. No yeah. doubt you knew about it. <laughs> it was um, we got on an aeroplane to go to Cal. Yeah, um, yeah. And we're all, I was pretty excited about it at the time. I must admit, and yeah. I remember um, a good mate of mine, uh, Brenton Hilton, saying before he said, "If you kick a goal, you got to do the aeroplane celebration." So, yeah. um, 
and yeah, I remember pulling it out and it didn't look as good as I thought it <laughs> on, on replay. Yeah, no, you're lucky fines weren't in, um, yeah. in play last year, but who knows, we might be able to dig out that footage somehow. Yeah. Um, before we go into sort of other stuff as well, I want to touch on the 2021 Pill Thunder two games in one day. I have never seen anyone do that and like the fact like how well you did it like you might you'll probably say that you weren't feeling great or whatever but just how good it looked on well from our perspective as well so um you obviously played the reserves that day and then who who what who was it what happened to who that led to you playing also playing league that day so i remember we played yeah played twos um down at peel um, and we were, I was in the showers afterwards and Pickers came and dragged me out of the showers and he's like, oh, he's like, I need you to, to play the next game. And I was like, why? Like, you got to be joking me. What do you mean? <laughs> um, and he was like, no, um, Lewis Jetta has, hadn't, hasn't shown up. Yeah. And I was like, oh, like, are you serious? He's like, yeah, get a rub, like have something to eat, do what you need to do. Um, like just take your time and, and try and get ready for, for another game. Uh, and I th- remember thinking to myself, I was pretty pretty exhausted after the, the twos game, thinking like, geez, this is going to be like tough. Yeah. 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 Um, and I think probably like halfway through the second, I started cramping. Did you? Yeah. Didn't oh. show it that much. You played back that day. I did. I played back. Yeah. yeah. Um, played small back. And I think I was very lucky. I, the guy, actually, yeah, I was playing on Tyrone Thorne yeah. down there and yeah. he wasn't doing much running, which really <laughs> helped. Helped, yeah. 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 Did you, Um, I know you're a big coffee man pre-game did you have any food in between or just you clear i think i had a banana and some lollies yeah and okay that, and that was about it yeah, i was yeah. gonna say i know i know you're a bit of a coffee man pre-game so i don't see you eat much to be honest yeah, yeah. and spent most of the time on um on the table getting a rub yeah, yeah okay well it was an unbelievable effort and i think it was topped off by the fact that we won and yeah. we got the um got on the bus and it was a pretty good time um, it was it was definitely um a jovial bus ride did you play in two wins that day I did, yeah. That's unbelievable. Yeah, the only that's, time, yeah. That's huge. Um, I know um, I actually was speaking earlier tonight about about it to Jarvis and he was playing on the other team at the time. Yeah. Um, and he was pretty um, impressed by the effort when he heard about it. And, <laughs> you know, without looking at the stats, he probably did more than him. So maybe that's oh, why really? he was impressed. Oh, I don't know. I'm going to have I'm to bring kidding. that up with him. <laughs> <laughs> He's already been on, so he can't defend himself <laughs> yeah. unless, unless I get him on for a second time. Um, now your uh, general approach to footy, like your intent at even at training, not just games, but even at training. Poor <laughs> Cooper Brown, I've seen him cop it a few times from you, just during during training, um, during training, like match simulation or even drills. But also um, your selflessness as well in terms of the role you've developed into, but. How did you how did you garner that approach? And I suppose how do you keep that intent and that mindset going? Um, because even playing the two games in one day, I reckon there's a lot of guys who like you were saying you're cramping, whatever, but you didn't seem like you checked out of it where I reckon some guys might have waved the flag. How did that approach to footy and that mindset come about? I think that's just kind of the way I've always um, played my footy. Like I've, I've not necessarily been the most skilled player, but I've always had that um, intent 
to like to hunt to to get the ball or to you know to tackle yeah. um and to my own detriment sometimes especially yeah at, at training sometimes <laughs> i uh i take it a bit far apologies to Cooper brown and adam brock and anyone else who's been on the receiving I end might be a few more, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there's definitely been a couple of times where um i've been told to settle down yeah, yeah. but even um, on field i mean yeah sorry even in games against opposition yeah. it's the same thing yeah. i think it's just it's probably just white line fever realistically mm. yeah when i'm when i'm out there playing um so focused on on what i'm doing that yeah you kind of lose track of everything else which yeah. is well, I probably got a bit of trouble for dangerous tackles <laughs> and so on and so forth, yeah. Um, do you reckon it's a bit of the fact that you're not that way off field, that you're maybe calm and pretty laid back? Do you reckon there's, that's got anything to do with – because you, you go at it. Yeah. Uh, everyone goes with – everyone plays with intent, but you yeah. go at it. Yeah, probably. <laughs> it's, it's, a, it's a good release actually. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's one of the things I found footy is, is a way um, – to release emotions mm. yeah and for me especially that's um it's kind of how i yeah deal with things sometimes yeah, okay. and it's yeah. not necessarily yeah the greatest greatest way to go about it but um it certainly uh it's an outlet for yeah for bit of therapy free therapy yeah exactly um and it works works yeah. really well and it's to our benefit yeah majority of the time except yeah, when you get yourself that's training yeah well, you've never done it to me, so I'm not going to complain. You're, you're a bit bigger than my usual. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think that would stop you, to be fair. I'd I've seen you go for Kane Hughes a couple of times. Yeah. He's bigger than you. Yeah, he's one of my favourite targets. Actually. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. right. And he's bigger than you. Yeah, big Clearly, time. yeah. Um, and also the the um, role that you've sort of found yourself being very good at for us, which is putting not just dangerous forwards to sleep, but also you've done some midfield tagging pretty well before. And even as early, as, as recent as the weekend just gone, you were doing a good job on a half back playing yeah. as a defensive forward too. So it's not just playing on small forwards, but how um, how do you maintain sort of the discipline to do that? Because I know you sort of said that you you found that niche and, you know, it's about playing your role, but you're also going against instinct a lot of the time because yeah. there's the instinct is to go for the footy and to find the footy. But I've watched you intentionally not try and get the football, which is going purely against instinct. So how, how have you managed to have you managed to, to do that, to learn that and then and to maintain doing that, I suppose? Yeah, I think the first time anyone said it to me, it was um, Pickers said, I don't care if you don't touch the ball as yeah. long as he doesn't touch it. Yeah, okay. Um, and that just stuck with me. Like, I, that's how I play my footy now. It, it doesn't bother me if I'm not touching the ball. Like, I'm, I don't know, you'll have a look at my stats. I come off with three or four touches a game, but um, usually my bloke doesn't have much more. Yeah. So it's just, yeah, I think the feeling that I don't have to touch the ball to know that I'm going to get a game next week. I just have to stop someone. Yeah, okay. Yeah, that's that's kind of what, what drives me. That's so you, you so think discipline. It, it comes back to the backing from like coach and maybe even like teammates in that yeah. you're doing exactly what just we want and need you to do. Instruction, yeah. Um, I, yeah, just taking it as, as literally as possible basically. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Well, because it, it has a positive influence on your teammates too. Like guys get a lot out of you doing that while – which We're is, out in the yeah, field I playing that's, games. That's something that I've noticed a lot more this year um, is that playing a role as part of a team is so much more fulfilling than, you know, just running off and, and being selfish. Yeah, yeah. And I think like we all kind of embody that this year. 
Yeah, it's been yeah. a definite shift at the club. Yeah, and I think like obviously results haven't completely gone our way, but aside from last weekend, I think that's sort of been there every game as well. But yeah, it's interesting that you say that. I've had this chat with a few people, including on the pod. Like I think um, you've only played thirty games, but you've been around for enough years now that once you start to be around and get a bit more experience, your the percentage of how much you think just about yourself starts to shift. Um, more towards the role that you're playing and, and the benefit of the team. And I think the closer, the quicker you can get everyone closer to that, the quicker you'll have success as well. Yeah, I think that's that's what we've been so good at this year and, and Pruie especially has, has just talked about, um, you know, just playing your role as part of the team. Um, and, and yeah, it, while it hasn't panned out on the field so far, it's it's only a couple of steps away really. Yeah, yeah. yeah 100%. Um, so obviously being a waffle player or playing at a waffle club, um, <laughs> it's, it's not all about footy. Uh, it's not anyway, because even if you are doing it full time, you need to have something to balance it out. But, um, are you, before I ask the next question, are you a footy nuffy now? I, I don't, I don't, I don't see you as one. But I actually, in years gone past, I would have answered that as with a strong no. Yeah. Um, but I find myself now more and more um, turning into my dad. Yeah, It's right. a scary thought, um, watching a lot of games <laughs> on the weekend and then yeah, okay. I love a bit of AFL 360. Yeah, yeah right, yeah. really? I really like um, Jared. Yeah, yeah, okay, not Robbo. No, not really. Yeah, no, right. Not yeah. a fan of Robbo. That surprises me. Yeah. yeah. A bit of 360, eh? I, I like 360, um, but that's that's about my footy. Who do you support? I'm a Collingwood supporter, mad Collingwood. Yeah, right. Yeah. So it's been fairly good times last couple of years. Oh yeah, it's it's been good for the for <laughs> oh, black and white. Yeah. I won't bring up 2018 though. No, I lost <laughs> two grand finals that year. Yeah, that, that was too much. Yeah. yeah. Um. So um. Yeah. Obviously, waffles part time. Um. So not everything that we are doing is sort of footy in terms of um a working sense. Um. Which makes what we do outside of footy pretty important. Um. What do you do? with yourself outside of footy obviously i know but yeah for the for the listeners yeah for for those who don't know i, I work at um Mandoon with with Pruie and, and howie and a few of the other guys but um that's just while i'm i'm studying so i'm finishing off my law degree now um the end of end of that pretty pretty much I'm, yeah. yeah i'm done at the end of this year so um it's been five year process now yeah i think that tells you a bit about yourself too i think <laughs> do, do you reckon many people would look at you and see the way you play your footy and think that you're studying law I don't. I don't think um, my my whole look is in, in general <laughs> exudes law. That's, that's for <laughs> no, sure. I, I wouldn't have thought so. Um, and just that man doing quickly. Um, who do you who do you directly report to? Uh, I like to think myself. <laughs> who is it supposed to be? Uh, my boss is is Jez, but, um, Jeremy Polich. Yeah, Jeremy Polich. Good creation, yeah, man. Great, great friend of the, the show as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and how do you find that? Yeah, great. I, I love yeah. it there. Yeah. yeah. Um, and obviously Alex Howard is there too. Yeah. 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 Um, and do you like do you think obviously having um having work with Mandoon and um studying is a good balance of sort of the commitment of um waffle footy? Um, or do you find that you need other things to sort of um balance the stresses and juggle the multiple commitments? Yeah, I feel like footy's my um my downtime now. Yeah, that's kind of how I've yeah that's that's my downtime. Doesn't for the bode week. well from a rehab perspective. No, it doesn't. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, yeah. Um, so when I'm stressed out with uni and and work, 
not that work's much of a, a stress. Um, yeah, when I'm stressed out with uni especially, it's it's nice to be able to come here for a couple of hours and run around. Yeah. You know, just kind of forget about it. And yeah, okay. Yeah. So you actually find that the footy's the thing it's that balances you yeah. out a little bit. Yeah. 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 The, the, the studying's a bit stressful because I, yeah. I can't imagine that man doing is too stressful. Uh, not all the time. We're busy sometimes. Yeah. Yeah, from are. what I've, from some things I've seen, I couldn't, I wouldn't say you're too busy too much of the time. You only see what, what comes out. <laughs> you don't see all the hard work and dedication behind the scenes. Uh, um, and talking about um, podcasts, you're a big podcast man yourself. Huge podcast. Can you give me some of the recent podcasts you've listened to? Because, yeah, yeah. you listen to some different stuff. I can, yeah. yeah. Um, so my favourite one at the moment is called um, The Rest is History. Yeah. And it's kind of like a... Um, each week they do a different kind of historical subject. Um, I was listening to one today and it was about um, like the, the Protestant Reformation and, and that kind of stuff and, and witch hunts and, and um, yeah, it was a really interesting one. But um, I'm also listening to one called The Red Line. It's yeah. about um, like global geopolitics. Yeah, that's a good one. Um, Colour good recommendation. Yeah, there's, there. a, there's a few other ones like there. like to branch out a little bit. Yeah, I... Um, I do like a good um, story podcast as well. Yeah, yeah. Any um, any sports podcasts or just steer completely no, clear? No, I, um, I steer completely uh, clear, except the where alright. Yeah, podcast, <laughs> thank obviously. you very much. If you didn't say it, I was going to. <laughs> oh, I'm sure you've listened to all the episodes so far. I've, yeah. I've been um, I've been studying up. Yeah, yeah. For, for those who don't know, I've been pestering Brandon for probably two months now to yeah. to try and get it's on the show. Been strong. Yeah, very as, strong. As the number one fan, I, I feel like yeah. I. <laughs> and and now you're here. Yeah. Yeah, um, because I I remember when we went to Bluff Knoll, which was one of our training sessions pre um Christmas that I don't think anyone's gonna forget. I remember seeing you listening to a podcast and it shocked me. And yeah. it, you know, it's poor by me. It was same with um he he'll I don't know he'll probably get sick of the fact that oh, I think I've mentioned this on multiple podcasts outside of his now. But Lockie Riley telling me that he um reads um philosophy books i did i listened to that on the where all right podcast yeah. and it didn't surprise me yeah, yeah okay so that surprised me just like that yeah. day when i saw you listening to that podcast and i thought far out what is he listening to i'd just like to um, um set the record straight about bluff Knoll as well i know it's been mentioned on the podcast previously but yeah. brenton hilton did cry <laughs> climbing up bluff Knoll. He's probably that not is, ever going to get a chance to defend honest himself to yeah. yeah i don't even bring it up i know it was mentioned on Hilton's yeah yeah Okay, so you're confirming it. I'm eh? confirming it. All right, yeah. <laughs> it's it's not a rumor. Oh, that, I'm glad that puts that to bed for all the listeners out there. <laughs> I'm sure they're definitely wondering. Um, so we'll get into a few segments, which is the back end of the pod. Um, first one, some you might know some of these if you're that much of a well, listener. I am an avid listener. Yeah, so, so, yeah. so some quick fire questions. Best best sledge you have heard or copped, if any, and oh. if not, then but. Yeah, it sounds like you look like you've the got best, something. The best sledge I've ever heard yeah. um, was Jai Bolton to Mitch Bain when, as you remember, Mitch Bain had that, that horrendous mullet yeah. for a year there. Yeah. Um, and Jai Bolton turned around to him and, and he said, You look like you live in a caravan out the back of your mum's house. And what did, did Mitch have anything to say? Nothing. He said nothing. nothing. Oh, no, Mitch. Yeah. Uh, you know, I've mentioned to Bainey that um, I just felt like I was in a mood tonight to throw him under. Under the, the bus, bus. Yeah, yeah, I was sort of just staring him up. But I'm glad you've done that because that's pretty done easy. It. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and, and Cop yeah, that for those who don't know, the haircut definitely gave off that. Um, <laughs> that gave off that vibe. Yeah, yeah. Um, might have already um, covered it, but hardest training session you've done to date? 
Uh, I reckon it was one of the beach sessions with Salty. Yeah. yeah that was harder than Bar. So pre-season just gone. Yeah. I we'll, think it was probably the first bar session at the beach. So we did bar sessions at the running followed by a bar session, still bar on the beach with an SAS um, or form, former or SAS. No, it's still, no, it's still, still SAS. SAS yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. It was pretty brutal, wasn't it? Yeah. I think the worst part of it was not knowing when it was going to end. Had you done anything like that before? No, nah, no. Yeah, like okay. That, yeah. See, that's that'll get you. Yeah. If you've never experienced and like SAS top. And training. I'm not exactly the strongest guy as well. So nah. so lugging around a, a 15 kilo solid steel bar was um yeah. It was I could fun. imagine you probably might have been complaining at some point too. I actually I had a thought during it when we were holding the bars up that if I dropped it on my own toes and hurt myself, I could actually <laughs> get out of it. Well, that's why you're studying law right yeah, there. <laughs> I was thinking like I, I could just drop it on my toes and I'll probably spend, oh, yeah. That's funny. Um, that's actually great. Um, Favourite thing to do in your downtime or anything outside of footy about you that people wouldn't expect? And we've touched on the podcast, which yeah. might be one, but yeah, and also studying law. Yeah, Sorry, mate, that, that's my least favourite thing to do in my downtime. Yeah, but yeah. what's so what favourite thing to do in your downtime? Um. Jeez. Actually, I, I love going out for lunch. I like eating out. So, yeah, yeah eating out at different places. Um, lunch more than brekkie? Yeah, lunch. I, I'm not a brekkie person at yeah. all. Yeah, okay. I, I love to go out to eat. As yeah. in you don't eat brekkie or you just don't like going I, out for brekkie? I don't, don't like going out for brekkie. I don't believe yeah. in it. Yeah. <laughs> I think it's I think it's overpriced and it's Yeah, okay. Yeah, so you crazy. can sort of do it yourself at home? Yeah, yeah 100%. Thing. Yeah, I think right. going out for brekkie is definitely over. But what about but lunch? Lunch can be oh, similar. There's nothing better than like a, a nice Sunday lunch where you have a few drinks with with mates. Yeah, okay. Yeah, that's that's Cu- my kind of couple of um couple of uh weekday lunches when you're at Mandu, not here. Just traveled some distance to go get lunch. Look, uh, I can <laughs> real, neither, real I busy. Can, uh, neither confirm or deny <laughs> his uh his rumors. Oh, yeah. I like that though, because I, I I enjoy going out for a coffee. Yeah, I enjoy going out for a coffee I with, with good just, company. Yeah, it's got to be with good company as well. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, well, I've never been out for lunch with you, so geez, saying saying something, isn't it? There, Seb, eh? I, I'm <laughs> not going to say I've had lunch with all the good company in the world. <laughs> oh, good, you covered your tracks. Yeah. Um, last TV series you watched? Do you do you watch much TV? Yeah, I do. Yeah? I, I watch a fair bit. Yeah. Um, the Sopranos. I just finished the Did Sopranos. Ya? Yeah. How good. I love the Sopranos. How good's that? Um, yeah. And I come from um, an Italian immigrant family as well. So yeah. Yeah. So right. You see a lot of parallels. Between Both sides. No, mum's side. Yeah. Right. Yeah, dad's side. So. Mum's side born. Mum born so in Italy or my just nonna was born in Italy. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Um, okay. Yeah. yeah right. So, um, yeah. Okay. She came across and then met um, my granddad. Yeah. And um, yeah, obviously, mum and but they're, they're still really connected. We've still got um, family in Italy and far out a do family you, house over there as well. Do you have you been back? Yeah, yeah, unreal. Um, I went back when we went to Europe. Yeah, um, and mum and dad took us back when we were a bit younger as well. Oh, I'm surprised you, you're as skinny as you are. I know. Hearing that, right? it doesn't. Well, we're from the north actually, so yeah, but uh, still right up near Slovenia. That go- oh yeah, yeah. Okay. So, um, but yeah, they definitely that whole um, Italian way of. Of having a family or like yeah, yeah that, that see the octopus suchita that you want makes yeah, a lot more sense. It does, now. right? Yeah, that's that's a conversation for <laughs> that, that off mic between <laughs> me and you, but yeah. Oh, that, that's interesting. There you go. Um, very good Sopranos too. Great show. Great show. Yeah. Um, this one's a good one. Um, and you've actually been, you'll know this if you've listened. You've been thrown under with this question before. Mm. Um, well, not this one, but the very next one, but they're related. Um, three people that you would take. 
to dinner. So yeah. not like just any three people. And then the three teammates you'd take with you, current teammates you'd take with you to that dinner. Yeah, right. Um, I remember Lockett Riley said that he wouldn't have me at his dinner. <laughs> we'll get to that. Yeah. We'll get to yeah. that. Um, so three people I'd take to dinner. Um, yeah. I think I'd like to take... Um, Can be dead or alive too. Yeah, dead or alive. Uh, let's go Winston Churchill. That's That'd be a big one. Yeah. Um, I'd go... Herodotus, father of history. Yeah. Yeah. Thank um, you for just clarifying before I asked who. <laughs> and then probably um, either Alexander the Great or um, Augustus. Yeah, right. Yeah. So just interesting chats, you reckon, all around? Just like interesting people who yeah. did so much in yeah in their time. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. Um, and then the three teammates. Current, so, yeah. Um, I have a huge soft spot for uh, Adam Justice. Yeah. Yeah. I reckon he's a great bloke. Yeah. Um, Cooper Brown, all time. Yeah. Despite what you've done to him at training. Despite what I've done to him <laughs> at training. And just putting it out there, he is terrible at um, coming to things he's invited to. Shocking. Yeah. So I hope he would, would come to the. Disappointing Coops. Yeah. Disappointing you know, My hopes aren't high. Yeah. Um, and then for the last one, I would say Alex Howard, but he's not a teammate anymore. So. Nah, we'll we'll, t- we'll, yeah. we'll take that. He he he, well, he played ten. Well, it depends on if you ask him or everyone else. He played five or ten minutes of a of a scratch match. So maybe he technically I'm still gonna, is a teammate. I'm gonna give him the benefit of the doubt and say it was ten minutes. Yeah, okay. Yeah. You're the only per- other per- you're the only person other than him that has said that to me. But anyway, cop that. Hell yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, they're very good. I like that. And then so, who's the teammate that you're going to avoid taking to the dinner or rooming with or just spending time with at all costs? Spending time with at all costs. Yeah, just, you know, like take to the dinner room with yeah. that kind of thing. Like who's just not? Jeez. Oh, um, man. <laughs> it's a tough one. I don't dislike yeah, my teammates. This is why the question's tough. Yeah, look, to Adam, Rock's, Adam Rock's probably got the worst <laughs> personal hygiene out of um, any of my oh, teammates. So that would probably have to, to, to rule him out. He, yeah. he copped it from do, Jarvis as yeah, well. He's I not going to like this. Brocky, oh, we do love you. Did we he cop it from Jarvis Yeah, as well? yeah, oh, I know. Hey, we, Brocky, we do love you. Yeah. But he, he, you've yeah. said it. Yeah, that would probably be my Yeah, all right. Now we're on to dirt on Seb, which oh. I have been looking forward to. So this should be a pretty short segment. <laughs> it's shorter than it could have been due to me yeah. having to filter and chop I've, I've heard there's been yeah a bit of culling from the... Uh, there has. Yeah. Um, so straight off the bat, do you have... A, and so I'm questioning a lot of what you've said during this pod. Do you have a problem with telling the truth? Yes. 100%. <laughs> so... How much of what you've said in this podcast is true? Yeah, that's uh, that's for you to decide. <laughs> I like that. So the comment was that you just find the need to lie for no reason whatsoever. And it can be about a small, tiny, irrelevant thing or a big thing. <laughs> I know where that came from. Yeah. And I know who that came from yeah, too. Okay. Yeah. Um, it's, that's not completely true. <laughs> Yeah, that, okay. that's um, sometimes <laughs> well, I've, sometimes I've been known to embellish the truth. Yeah, yeah, but I wouldn't call myself a compulsive liar. I'm gonna have to really just think about things every time I speak to you. Yeah, from so now, you're, from gonna, here you're gonna listen to this podcast back and wonder how much is the truth. And, and yeah, know, maybe I wasn't born in Clarkland. Maybe well, I didn't grow up. <laughs> yeah, mate, I've actually been rolling 
through my head as to where that is. I've never yeah. heard this place before. <laughs> Maybe it doesn't exist. <laughs> Are you Italian heritage? We don't know. We, can <laughs> we, you prove it? We don't know. I can't. <laughs> oh, no. That's I'll no, throw you for a loop. That's great. Um, so we've touched on working at Mandoon. Yeah. Um, do you reckon you're maybe still in the red when it comes to working at Mandoon because you've crashed a car and written it off um, while you've worked there? Is that is that true or false? That was actually the second day I was on the job. <laughs> Jesus. Yeah, so um, yeah, how do I explain that? <laughs> Floor is yours. So it was, we it don't was, know if it'll be true yeah, or not. It, it was a real low-speed <laughs> crash too. I reckon I was probably only doing 20 k's So how have you written the car off? So... Um, over at Mandoon, there's there's a winery, and uh, out the front, it's kind of got big covers and mm-hmm. then poles that obviously hold the like the veranda yep, up, yep, basically. Yep, and I yep. just wasn't looking at the pole, um, and I've just like cruised this car straight into it. Were you on your phone? No, I wasn't on my phone. <laughs> no, I was actually at the time I was looking at one of my fingers, which I just um, dislocated, um, and I was like, oh, that's pretty bad. And then, <laughs> and it kind of wasn't wasn't loud. Um, but I got out and it was, yeah, it was pretty bad. Yeah, yeah. geez. Uh, so I don't know if, if, if Prue listens to this or one day's on, he might be able to clarify actually, whether he believes that you, you've you actually made it up. Ersig Management Group got a, an $8,000 insurance payment. <laughs> so... <laughs> Um, and just, just to clarify, and just to clarify, very distant relative to me. Yeah. So before anyone gets any ideas about that, yeah, nothing to do with me. Am I the one that's really lying, or is it you? you know? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'll confirm it though. This is the thing. I will prove it. Um, so this one, I actually could not believe knowing you. I could not believe this one. Prob- I'm about to it's say it's probably true. Round one of 2018 in Colts. Did you suffer some severe cramping? And the second part of that is how did you get off the ground from that cramp? Yeah, this this um <laughs> this story isn't one that I bring up very often. I could not believe it. So <laughs> I can't remember if it was round one or if it was like the last practice match. Yeah, but it was that it was that semantics. Perth. Yeah. Um at la- like at Lafayne. At Lafayne. Yeah. Yeah. And you know, I was I was trying hard. And yeah, it was a hot day. It was, it was a really do. hot day. As we all do. Yeah, and I may have um, cramped both hammies, both calves at the same time. And? And I didn't call for the stretcher, <laughs> but I was stretching it. Did you give it the thumbs up or the, yeah, the wave was, on the way That was out? the worst part. There was <laughs> clapping going on. And like no, I knew there was, was, I knew there was actually nothing wrong with me. Oh. But like I couldn't walk. You're kidding. It was clapping. It, it really wasn't my choice to get the stretcher. I'd just like to put that out Clapping. there. Set the record straight. Uh, oh, I'm sorry, but that you're getting fined for it, that. Yeah, oh, I don't care if it was five years ago. The fact that you got I, clapped off. Yeah, done both hammies. Oh, no. And I came walking out of the change room. They thought you were like, Adam Trelaw. Yeah. They thought you were Adam Trelaw. I don't I reckon like. even he got stretched off for that. Yeah, that's, Seb, that's that, not fact. I that. couldn't believe it. Yeah, that, that, that is true, unfortunately. That is shocking. Um, now, have you... Um, or would you like to admit to any self-proclaimed nicknames? Um, does know. does does Boogeyman ring a bell? Actually, that was given to me by Jared Cameron. <laughs> oh, is that right? Yeah. Because that's not what I've been told. I've been told that it was self-proclaimed given the job that you've done on the, some of the small fours. I, I have been known to call myself um, Baby Glove in, in honour of um, Spacky. Braden Spackman. Yeah, Braden yeah Spackman. the great man. 
Yeah, the, the glove. Yeah, um, but boogeyman because you haunt them apparently. Yeah, I, I hear they still have nightmares about me. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm and that, nah, 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 nah. <laughs> Don't, Keegan, not. I hope you listen or this comes <laughs> back to you because he's talking about you. Uh, no, not to, not I, to I don't mind names. it. Very good. I don't mind it. Yeah. Um, now, what's your um, what's your pregame routine like? Going back to a Friday night, maybe. Yeah. So. Um, <laughs> I'm actually I'm not allowed um, out of the house 48 hours before games. Yeah, now. yeah. I lock myself in the but house. But is there anything that you have on a Friday night? No, like I don't have a set routine. Yeah. Um, like just something to eat and then like a good night's sleep. No, um, no Colton zeros. Oh, <laughs> yes. I actually have taken up drinking non-alcoholic beer this time. Just so love the taste I, of the beer. I was reading. Um, a study and I am convinced that non-alcoholic beer is the best sports drink. Right. Based on? Well, it's full of carbs and then the rest of it's just water. So, you know, and this study, <laughs> the study was very persuasive. Fueling up. Yeah. <laughs> that shouldn't surprise me actually based yeah, on the study. Because the only bad thing about beer is the alcohol in it, which dehydrates you. Yeah, so yeah. Um, non-alcoholic smart, beer is, is the way well, to go. So based off the dehydration piece, how do you justify drinking so many coffees before a game? I try and um, balance it with as much fluid as I can. So the coffee is for the caffeine. And yeah. I've actually taken to um, having no-dose. Instead now. Yeah, okay. Yeah, so I'll have a no-dose before. Because I do see you rolling with a black coffee. I do love a good black coffee, I must do you Do you drink all your coffees like that? Um, I've started to drink like little cappuccinos. Yeah, well. yeah. a bit of Italian. Yeah. See, so now I'm starting to believe it a little bit more. Yeah. Um, now, these last two, they're beauties if they are true. Absolute beauties. The first one is, uh, well, see... This ties back into the lying thing, but um, missed a whole week of training, saying he was sick, but really he was at a couple's retreat getaway in Dunsborough, getting massages and facials. Yeah, has that ever happened? Not true. That one. Not true. No, no, that is not true at all. Okay, so you were sick. Yeah, definitely. Didn't go anywhere. I definitely <laughs> didn't. I definitely haven't been to a couple's retreat in Dunsborough. <laughs> There, there may have been a time where I said I was sick to go away. With? With. A female a, acquaintance? Yeah, with a female acquaintance, with, with a partner or whatever. But it definitely <laughs> wasn't a couple's retreat. I'd okay. like to set that straight. Was yeah. it done for a low? Yeah, there may have been a done Yeah, so the yeah. partial truth. So you've just lied. Lied to get well, out of I training. Didn't, I didn't really. Oh, I lied to get out of training. <laughs> yeah. 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 Um, this one I have to just, I have to read out <laughs> word by word because it's a long message and okay. I, like unbelievable if it's true. So rumours have it, we all know how Seb is a bad man on a night out. Well, he was also quite a romantic and apologetic man. He would stay out from 6pm to 6am on a Saturday and then sleep all Sunday and his miss at the time would get quite pissed off at him, as any girl would. Anyway, come Monday, he would miss some recovery sessions to plan a nice surprise candlelit dinner. And would we would get word that one of the things he had done, um, one of which he would get word of some of the things he had done, one of which was he'd put post-it notes from the driveway shaped as an arrow pointing into the house and then a trail of love heart-shaped chocolates going into the kitchen. Once into the kitchen, he had more post-it notes in the shape of a 
love heart and on each post post-it note he had written one of the things he loves about her and then they had a nice dinner and a bottle of wine he doesn't deny it happened but he also doesn't admit to it but this is what we had heard from his miso at the time yeah that, that's not true <laughs> that is definitely not true at all um Any no none of the post-it notes none of the chocolates uh my ex-partner doesn't drink wine either so okay. that's yeah there's a there's a fact check in there yeah okay but um yeah i've done my <laughs> Fair share of apologising. <laughs> yeah, I had a bit of making up to do. Um, um, that's for sure. But do, do you know where that would have come from? Yeah. Yeah. I feel like I do. <laughs> yeah, okay. Yeah. You'll have your chance to get back at some of yeah, these people too. I will. I definitely <laughs> will. That one was very long and convoluted. Yeah, well, I can't control how messages yeah. come through. I, I feel mean, like you're I'm, trying I'm to actually, deflect as well onto the person. I might who actually, <laughs> I might um, take a little bit of that for, for next time. I want to do something really... Romantic. Oh, okay. Like that, that, there's some good suggestions. Oh, what in there. are you doing here? You need to stop because this is supposed to be dead on you. <laughs> oh, what we've done there, though. And you've done it at a good time because that's it. That's all I've got for you. That's there all you there got are for a couple me. of, well, that's not all I had, but that's oh. all I can say. Oh, on that's here. all the dirt you had. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah mate. Well, I know you, though. All right. We don't yeah. have to talk about it anymore on here. Nah, but you're also maybe we have an off-air segment. But you are, all, yeah, that would be, be nice. If I ever want to get cancelled from having enough, <laughs> that's when we do it. But you're also a very good man, very, very good man. Um, all right, last segment, this or that. So straightforward, yeah. classic. You'd probably, probably heard it, yeah. So you're probably getting some idea of what, how yeah, you I should. I don't agree with all that. How you should answer. <laughs> okay, well. Well, I didn't really expect you to, Seven. You know what? I don't care because <laughs> you're not going to get the award at the end of the year that I determined, which, yeah, you know what? The most fun. I might bump it up. I might bump up what the award is just to annoy you to know that you're not going to get it. But you, know, you won't get under my skin. <laughs> All right. So you know the drill. Peanut butter, crunchy or smooth? I'm a smooth man. See, I, I don't know whether you're going to answer some of these just to piss me off or because you're being genuine it's the game you play isn't it yeah because yeah. we don't know if you tell the truth i feel like all these answers are going to be away from what i would like um barbecue or tomato sauce i'm a tomato sauce man <laughs> oh of course you are yeah big time of course you are um actually i'd Kippy mayo that's that's my sauce of choice yeah that's not bad yeah see I, i've asked this or that but when someone throws in something like that and it's good, I yeah. admire that. You actually want a little bit back there. Okay. Um, sausage roll or pie? I'm a curry pie man. Yeah. Big time. Uh, all right. Move on to the next. Uh, <laughs> move on to the next one. Um, LeBron or MJ? Uh, I'm a LeBron fan. Yeah. Huge. Yeah. Show, show your age. LeBron. Show your age. Obviously been hanging around just Turner for a bit. Um <laughs> you, you know, you'll know footy well enough, even though you're young, to know all these. But Brisbane's hat trick, 2001, 2003, might be stretch, uh, testing the memory um, or knowledge. Hawthorne's hat trick, 2013 to 2015. Uh, Richmond's three flags in four years, um, or Geelong's three flags in five years, which was 07 to 11 range. Yeah, see, I, I don't or agree none of them. with um, Geelong being put in there. That's Why? A, a five year stretch, three flags, you know. Pretty good. Yeah, it's not bad. But it's it's not three in a row. Yeah, right. Yeah. They did. They, well, they did lose a grand final in that stretch too. Yeah, they did. But um, I'd probably have to say Brisbane's Brisbane's. Yeah, three. right. Yeah. There you I go. I feel like they were the most dominant team, and they beat a beat Collingwood in there as well. Youngest bloke to answer that way. Yeah. So they won the first one the year I was born. Yeah, oh one. Yeah. yeah. And they got rid of Collingwood the next two years. Yeah, I think if you look at the, the players that were on the team and look at where they are now, 
they're all such big figures in the AFL still. Yeah, yeah. yeah probably yeah. says something for the calibre of the team. Incredible team. Yeah. Um, World Cup winning goal in soccer. Game seven NBA finals winning jump shot, buzzer beater. Um, winning goal in the AFL grand final. Winning putt at the Masters. Or hitting the winning runs in the deciding fifth Ashes test or taking the final wicket in that same test when the opposition needs two runs to win. Well, obviously you'd have to go with the um, the AFL yeah, grand but final. Yeah, and goal. then so if yeah. we take that out, uh, I would go the the winning part of the Masters. Yeah, it's the biggest payday. <laughs> All about the money, eh? You got to you got to think about logistics. All about the money, Jeez. Um, are you a golf man? I, I've been getting into watching golf. I'm atrocious at playing oh, golf. I wouldn't have picked you as being a good golfer. No, well, I'm not very coordinated as is. Yeah. yeah. So um, golf just doesn't really <laughs> fit my um, unique skill set. You and know. you got any thoughts on live? Yeah, live I, love it. I reckon it's great. Yeah. yeah I think um, it's a lot more fun than, than the traditional PGA Tour. It's a bit um, – yeah, the money's good. <laughs> the money's great. <laughs> But it's um yeah it's more relaxed than the PGA Tour yeah yeah, yeah. not as prestigious obviously but yeah yeah um all right tennis Grand Slam uh, best soccer player in the world in a year where you win the World Cup uh, golf Grand Slam or MVP Finals MVP and champion in the NBA I feel like I'd have to go to the NBA for that one yeah yeah to be MVP Finals MVP and champion in a year yeah not bad pretty special yeah and we, we already sort of talked about this but coffee order. You have probably, to pick one. Yeah, I'd probably go a long black. Yeah. Yeah, long, no sugar. No sugar. Yeah. Jeez, just straight up. Straight up. Direct. Well, I like it. Um, alcoholic beverage of choice? Uh, Can be a type or a specific brand? Bolter or XBA. Bolter? Yeah, yeah XBA. Right. Yeah, they're, they're the, uh, the drink of choice. Not a fan of my pipe dreams that I like. No, I think pipe dreams taste like yeah, seawater. Yeah, I've heard it all before. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> north or south of Perth or best area of Perth we can go with given you're a hills man but it doesn't have to be the hills uh, probably since working at a winery I'd have to go south now so wine country oh yeah okay because yeah. the, the winery is in the Swan Valley but is, you're going to yeah. go south yeah. yeah yeah, I like that um, if you had to pick one and given depends on how specific you want to or can get if you get to pick one song one artist or one genre of music to listen to for the rest of your life give us you can give us the song the artist or the genre if you're struggling to pick i'd probably go as an artist it would be gang of youths yeah yeah and my favorite song all time is um let me down easy yeah yeah that that would be if i had to pick one yeah see see that is something that i would predict based on how you look yeah yeah, perhaps <laughs> no my, my music taste is probably the, the, <laughs> the best insight. To We've it. found one. Yeah. Oh, um, and the last one, um, who's the best key defender in the AFL? Yeah, and look, this I is know, a bonus I'm, point. Yeah, I know there's a right answer to this. Yeah, and you're not going to answer that and way. it's Darcy Moore. Uh, yeah, okay. You're a Collingwood supporter. Yeah, I, I have um, a huge amount of bias involved in that. Yeah, he's a good player though. As I'm sure you have bias in, in your answer. And he's a very good um, – he's been a very good captain. Yeah, you also, know the way he speaks. Yeah, yeah. The he Anzac Day, so, the um, Anzac Day yeah. speech was pretty impressive. He's very eloquent. Yeah, yeah. yeah much like yourself. Oh, thank you. <laughs> um, well, that wraps that up. You weren't as bad as I thought you might have been in that <laughs> segment. Um, before we finish, um, we have a first question that we like to ask, and it's the same with the last question as well. And it's a bit of a lead into potentially getting you on for a second time um, down the track. What is something you want to achieve in the short term 
um, or the next thing you want to tick off can be big or small, however big or small you want it to be, both from a footy perspective and then non-footy perspective. Yeah, I think obviously um, recent events have, have dictated that a little bit for me. From um, a footy perspective? From a footy perspective, definitely. Yeah. Probably the biggest thing for me this year is um, finishing my degree. Yep. Yeah, so getting that that done. Um, I'm not sure that, that I'll practice straight away, but um, to have that under the belt will be will be um, yeah a weight off my shoulders. Yeah, 100%. But, um, from a footy perspective, I, I want to get back to playing footy this year. Yeah. Um, realistically, yeah. yeah. It'll be a tight timeline, but yeah, um, yeah hopefully, you know. We can make it work. Well, we can check back in. I feel like we've definitely got a second episode in us. I feel, I feel like, like there's a lot of untapped. I feel like we have an episode where I do the um the interviewing. Oh, I've heard this from a few people, and we're only this is only the seventh episode in. So I really, I, it's way too early to be speaking like that. Number one, but and the people want to know the man behind the show. No, no, number two is I will dictate whether or not that happens because I have to get behind the mic. In order for that to happen, yeah, that would be uncomfortable for you, wouldn't it? Uh, yeah, yeah, from that perspective, hundred percent. But I feel like this has got untapped, a bit more untapped potential in terms of a second. Ep- I think we've got plenty we could talk about in a I second feel like episode you could, yeah, too. You could definitely do an R-rated one as well. Yeah, yeah. see, we'd have to work out the logistics yeah, no, of that, but I would, that wouldn't work. Yeah. I would love to do that. Um, but yeah, also just in terms of touching on the footy side of things, um, I'm really hoping you can get back this year because. It, the way you've been going to start off the year has been great. Um, and it's also just been good watching your development as a player and then getting to know you a bit more as a person throughout that over the last couple of years. Um, I love playing with you for starters. So I'll, I'm really hoping that you can get back out there this year. But um, it's also been a pleasure having you on. It's been very enjoyable. And I must say that it was worth bumping you up the order. Yeah, I really, I really appreciate it. No, um, I know my uh, shameless self-promotion got me here, but um, yeah, very happy to be here. Thank you very much for having yeah, me. Nah, no worries, mate. Hopefully you enjoyed it and yeah, hopefully we hear from you again down the track. Yeah, I'm sure you will. <laughs> Thanks, mate. Cheers. Cheers.